Arizona football sent a massive message to ASU what this means for this team going forward and a big raise for some possible coaches. All that and more on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. This is brought to you by Prize Picks. All right, now, Arizona football absolutely smashes ASU. In a game that I think a lot of fans were happy to see. My only qualms with this is that I wish the Jed Fish had run up the score a little bit. Um, but I guess that's the difference between Arizona and ASU is that we don't do that, even though I'm petty and I would like Arizona to do that. I'd like Arizona to do that more often if possible. But is what it is. All right. Now, against ASU, you saw a bunch of different things. First of all, you saw a talent disparity, a talent differential that is in two to three short years is absolutely astounding. I'll ask you all this. And again, I know that Elijah Badger uh, missed the game and whatnot. How many players from ASU would start at Arizona? Um, certainly not the quarterback, not the running back, even though I like Cam Scadaboo, and that's a great name. Uh, Elijah Badger might be one of the three wide receivers, probably would. On the O-line, is there anyone? And then on the defensive line, is there anyone? On the linebacker, I mean, you know, maybe there's two guys on defense. I don't know. But Arizona, if you're going uh, 1 through 22, Arizona has probably 19 or 20 of those starters, right? And that's that's something that I think is pretty uh, it's pretty, pretty impressive for what uh, Jed Fish has been able to do. And a big part of it, though, too, is just that this team um, across the board is just absolutely – is uh, this team across the board – is just loaded. There are really no weaknesses, and that certainly showed against ASU, and that kind of showed throughout the season as the season went on. I'll just ask you this. How many times did you watch an Arizona game and say, man, uh, we got to be able to hide our lot. We got to be able to hide our linebacking unit, or we've got to be able, oh man, that corner out there, he's not going to be able to handle it. No. The biggest problem with the secondary is that Takario Davis led the uh, uh, conference in pass deflections, but at the same time, if he had uh, if he had hands, he probably would have caught ten interceptions. Talk about a good problem to have. Um, but again, that's just kind of where this Arizona team is. There are really no weaknesses, and that certainly showed itself out against ASU. Um, now, a big part of that, though, is that we're going to go position by position and kind of uh, kind of grade everything out. And let's start at that quarterback position. Noah Fafita, you saw against ASU and you saw it against multiple teams this year. Noah Fafita is that dude. Um, I don't care. Noah Fafita is the dude that he can make every throw. It bothers me to no uh, end when people say that he is a game manager. He's not a game manager. He is a difference maker. I thought from day one, and I put this out there during this uh, two summers ago, that you know when Noah Fafita hits the field for the U of A, He's not coming off the field. Um, and again, he is just has a, an ability to, to navigate the pocket, 
something that I think is incredibly rare for somebody his age, where he can climb the pocket, he can maneuver around, and he can just buy time a little bit like what Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson was actually good. Um, and then uh, he's just deadly accurate. You complete 75% of your passes um, or close to it. That's just stuff that we don't generally see. That's just stuff you generally just don't see in college football, period, to be honest. Um, and he's got, obviously, a great rapport with uh, his wide receivers, uh, Tedaroa McMillan, who we're going to get to here in a minute, obviously. But Noah Fafita, just an A++. Um, he is a... Uh, He's a, he's just a difference maker. And when you go into the college football season next year, I think that he is going to, uh, he's going to be a dark horse Heisman candidate. I mean, that's just how good he is. That's exactly what he's been able to do on the field. Then, uh, you know, and again, um, the depth of the position going forward is good. Um, obviously it's unproven, but Demond Williams, four-star kid coming in out of Bash. We got Braden Dorman as well, four-star kid, redshirted this year. You got a lot of talent. You got a lot of options at that QB spot, but make no mistake, this is Noah Fafita's squad as long as Noah Fafita is at the U of A. Um, so again, adds an A plus plus. Then at the wide receiver, uh Ted Roa McMillan, I think people finally are understanding just how good this young man is. He is the uh I think next year he's going to be the best wide receiver hands down in college football. He feels like a top 15 pick, um, a player that will only be here three years. What's really impressive to me about him is that everybody knew what he could do from a jump ball perspective, going up, climbing the ladder, getting the ball. But what he's also shown, though, is that he can um, – his uh, explosion right after the catch is really kind of top-notch, and I think that's a real uh, – that's that's real kudos to uh, uh, Tyler Owens and what he's been able to do with the uh, uh, T Mac. He's put on a lot of really good weight. He's obviously his explosion factor is uh, is off the charts. Um, he's he's one of the five best wide receivers in college football right now. I don't care what anybody says. Right now, he's one of the top five. I don't care if he's on the Bolitnikoff Award list or whatnot. He is on that. Uh, he is in that. Uh, he's in that group. Um, Jacob Cowling, another great season. Uh, you know, uh, two years here at the U of A. Um, caught for, you know, in, uh, uh, again, double-digit touchdowns this year. His uh, his uh, yards per catch wasn't great, but that they utilized him in a little bit of a different way this year. I think he's going to be on an NFL roster for quite a while. I think he's probably going to be a fourth or a fifth-round pick, but I also think he has the ability to be able to outperform that. Both those dudes, though, I mean, A plus uh, for those two wide receivers. Montana Lamonius Craig. All right. Now, with Montana Lamonius Craig, um, I'm not ready to put, uh, I'm not ready to start the My Bad MLC movement, but he definitely started to uh, grow on me after a while. Not only did he start to grow on me after a while, he started to, uh, he started to make some plays. He started to get touchdowns. He started to be a nice red zone target. All kinds of different stuff where he was just kind of, let's just say what it is. He was just kind of MIA throughout the majority of the season. But he finished the season on a strong note, so I'm optimistic for next year. He's obviously got another year as well. I'd love to be able to see him really uh, take that uh, uh, take that in there. But again, good stuff. And then you got the three, four young wide receivers that I think next year are going to uh, all be dynamite. Kevin Green, Malachi Riley, 
AJ Jones, my guy, AJ Jones, shout out Tony Jones. Um, but those, those are the dudes. That's where it's kind of at, uh, the wide receiver unit. Obviously that's an a plus as well. Notice the trend on a lot of a's going around. We like this. Um, now tight end Tanner McLaughlin, the other T Mac, another a plus, um, he is, uh, he was absolutely fantastic this year. He will play in the NFL. Um, great hands. Another guy that can make plays after the catch, a uh, good blocker can do a lot of things. Feels like probably about a fifth round pick. And if there was a better tight end in the conference than him, I would love to, uh, I would love to know who that is. Um, he's another guy, a plus, and you also got to give Jed fish a ton of credit for being able to find him for being able to find somebody like him. Because again, you know, you're at Southern Utah. You generally don't. Those aren't generally the bastions of uh, finding great players. But Tanner McLaughlin was absolutely fantastic. A big A plus as well. Also, prize picks. Let's say you know, you say you have an idea about somebody like Tanner McLaughlin. You're like, all right, I think he's a little bit better than maybe people know. Prize picks. That's where you want to put this on. Go to you. Uh, use code Locked On College for a f- uh, first deposit up to one hundred dollars. Prizepicks.com backslash Locked On College. Check it out again. This is the spot. If you have an idea that somebody's going to put up some touchdowns, somebody's going to put up some catches. Why not go to Prize Picks? Prize Picks will uh, be is the place where you can assert your mental superiority. Check it out again. Prizepicks.com slash Locked On College. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. All right. Now we are breaking down every unit. We are giving out grades. All right. Um, now uh we've had three A pluses, quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. Now to the running back position. It's gonna be, guess what? Another A plus. Um, this was a uh, with Jonah Coleman, Michael Wiley, DJ Williams, Fam, Rayshon, Speedy Luke. Um, this was a uh, this was a dynamic unit. Uh Michael Wiley will absolutely play in the NFL. Um, he, uh, he very much has the feel of a, uh, kind of a new England Patriots type player where catches passes out of the backfield. I mean, again, when the Patriots were good catches passes out of the backfield, um, can get to, uh, uh, can get, you know, can, uh, get up the sideline, can make plays all kinds of different things. Um, he kind of has that Shane Vereen type feel to him and that, yeah. And, and he's good. Um, and it just goes to show you too how deep this line or this wide receiver or wide receiver, this running back unit is that somebody like Michael Wiley kind of became the second back by the end of the season, obviously somewhat due to injury. But Jonah Coleman was an absolute monster. Coleman is going to be about as good a running back as there is in the conference next year. Um, flirting with a thousand yards at like seven yards per carry, five eight, two thirty, an absolute bowling ball out there. And again, not a, a, bowl, a bowling ball in a in a very good way. Um, he again though, absolutely just an absolute monster. Um, another player that uh, Jed Fish uh, hit the ball out of the park on their evals with Jonah Coleman, Michael Wiley. That was an awesome one-two punch. And DJ Williams. We can't forget DJ Williams either because DJ Williams and a game like against Oregon State, he was the one that kind of salted that game away. It was that big bruising back? Um, then our guy, obviously, Fam. I think Fam's going to be a real breakout candidate next year. But that—that's another A plus unit. You can't really, uh, you can't really, uh, really find much. Uh, and plus, they never fumble the ball, which is a big tip to Scotty Graham. Um, 
but again, another A plus. Now let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the uh, offensive line. All right, we're not going to just give out A pluses across the board, although we could. Um, I'm going to go B plus for the O line. Um, there were a uh, um, there were a couple games that, uh, uh, especially early on this season, when it wasn't great. But overall, though, this was still a this was still a fantastic unit. With uh, obviously uh, Jordan Morgan was one of the best tackles in the country. He's going to be a first round pick. I expect him to sit out the bowl game. Um, Jonas Sabanea over on that right side was obviously a stalwart as well. He's going to be a top 15 pick. Um, both those dudes. Great. And then on the interior again, um, I wish, uh, I wish Raymond Polito had been able to be healthier throughout the season because I think he's going to be assuming, uh, he can stay healthy. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. Um, then Wendell Moy, uh, when big love, love big Wendell, um, and then Josh Baker, very good. Uh, this was this is a really good unit. And what's exciting, too, is that they return almost everybody, granted, outside of Jordan Morgan. But then I think what's going to happen is you're going to move Jonas Sabaneo probably over to left tackle. You move Polito to right tackle. Um, then you got Wendell Moy. You've got Josh Baker. And then you got a bunch of different options. You got Rhino. You could maybe go with... Uh, Tylen Gonzalez or Elijah Payne on the inside. A lot of different, a lot of different options there. But again, the O line, tip of the cap, salute emoji. All right, now defensive, uh, defensive side. This was obviously the surprise unit of the entire year for Arizona, um, and a big reason why was that defensive line. How many times over the years have we watched oversized, over or undersized, overmatched uh, defensive lines that have to just get by with just trying hard, getting by with some, you know. Uh, uh, guile and whatnot. The uh, that was not the uh, that was not the case this year. Um, Taylor Upshaw was an absolute thank you, Dion, for that missy Val. Uh, love Taylor Upshaw, eight and a half sacks. Um, and then obviously with Isaiah Ward, Deuce Davis combining as well for about uh, for five from those two DN spots, 13 and a half sacks. You'll take that every single day of the week. Um, and then inside, big Bill Norton. Big Bill Norton is what made everything move. Big Bill Norton, our guy, um, massive dude, um, about, uh, again, 6'4", 330. It also shows you, like we always talk about, just kind of the depth of talent at Georgia that he couldn't really get off the field. But we will take Big Bill Norton because Big Bill Norton was absolutely fantastic. Um and then, obviously, on the inside, you got Manoa, you got Savea, you got Uyagalele, Kangaika. They can just keep coming at you in waves. And I think that's what's impressive about it is that it's not like you have to have uh, your defensive lineman playing 48 or, you know, 40, 50 snaps a game. You're going to probably play about half the game because they want to keep you want to keep you fresh. They want to keep you coming in waves. The depth along the defensive line that Jed Fish was able to get was absolutely fantastic. Um, again, that just amazing. Um uh, solid B plus and, um, across the board. And as far as improvement, a plus plus plus, um, and linebacker, Jacob Manu, Jacob Manu has got to be a first team, all conference, uh, uh, linebacker just has to be, um, he is, uh, seventh in the conference in sacks, second in the conference in, um, uh, tackles. Um, and he just was a difference maker this entire season. He was an absolute difference maker. Not only was he that, he was the dude that was able to um, get downfield or get downhill and just kind of make plays happen. Again, I think a lot of people were curious about, 
you know, where would he really be able to, uh, do, where would he really be able to, you know, take his game after that? Well, you know what? He said, I am going to take this game and I am going to make you all look silly again. I think he's going to be an all American next year. Absolutely. An absolute stud. Um, you know, and again, somebody that just gets football, uh, he individually, he's an A plus now, uh, there's units only going to get a B because, um, Justin flow, I think we know at this stage, uh, and I'm going to keep stealing this term. And again, flow does some good things, but the theory of Justin flow is, um, I think better than the actuality. Again, he can have some cataclysmic plays. The problem though, with flow is that he is constantly out of position. He doesn't really understand the, uh, uh, how to, you know, the, the past defensive side. And if you can't do that in this day and age, it's going to be difficult to play again, did some really good things, but just kind of a, you know, okay. Football player, um, Daniel high uh, limited, but understand stuff again, just kind of, okay. I think, I think if you're Arizona, you're looking to certainly upgrade that position next year. Um, but a B for the unit, a plus for Jacob Manu, um, now let's get to the defensive backs with something that I think might have a load of NFL potential. But first, LinkedIn, my friends, LinkedIn. Okay, everybody knows somebody that got a job through LinkedIn. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, you probably got a job through LinkedIn. And if you didn't, you probably know somebody that got a job through LinkedIn. That's why LinkedIn is absolutely fantastic. Again. Uh, check it out. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Um, get in on the gravy train that is LinkedIn. If you're not already, again, you will thank me later. LinkedIn jobs. Post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, now. Let's talk about the DBs. Uh, Ephesians, Prysock, and Takario Davis are both going to play in the NFL. Um, barring injury, uh, you're six foot three, six foot four. You have good enough change of direction, especially uh, with Ephesians, Prysock. Takario Davis is always around the ball. He just needs to learn how to uh, uh, intercept passes. But both those guys are going to be absolute problems next year in the Big 12. Then at that safety spot, Gunner Maldonado, my bad Gunner. I spent half the year ragging on Gunner, and guess what? Gunner is making me look stupid, which is an easy thing to do. Um, Gunner Maldonado and uh, uh, Genesis Smith, um, Dalton Johnson, there's a lot to like about those uh, safeties uh, coming back next year. Trading Stooks as well, a real playmaker at that nickel. He can come back. Um, there is, like I said, this is a, uh, this is a loaded defensive, uh, backfield unit. Love having Dwayne Aquina back there, uh, back in there, uh, helping, uh, helping Johnny Nansen out. Not that Johnny Nansen needs help, but you know, when you get a wise old owl, like Dwayne Aquina, you will take it every single day of the week. This is a, but this is a unit that is loaded, uh, next year. I think you're going to see multiple all conference players. And I think you're going to see multiple players in the 2025 NFL draft picked out of this. And I can see them being high draft picks as well. Um, I, I, this unit, honestly, this unit gets an A, not an A plus, but this unit gets an A because they're playmakers, they're difference makers, and they were pretty much solid all season. Um, not much more that you can say about them. And then the uh, from the uh, uh, special teams, um, Jacob Cowling started to become a better punt returner. Uh, our guy, um, excuse me, Tyler Loop was very good all season. Uh, Ostendorp, a solid B plus. Um, and again, with uh, with Loop, 
you get an A, my friend. Um, but again, overall, this was just an awesome year for Arizona football. And like we just went through, there were really no weaknesses on this squad. And I think, again, that is a huge testament to Jed Fish and what Jed Fish has been able to do. The fact that you can go this far and there were within in year three and there's no weaknesses was a real was a really impressive uh, aspect to what he did. And looking ahead. You return a ton of starters. Now, listen, you're definitely losing some dudes to the NFL that are not going to. That uh, It's going to stink. Jordan Morgan was obviously great all season. Um, Jacob Cowing, um, i got to replace him. Tanner McLaughlin, Taylor Upshaw. Those dudes, um, obviously, Michael Wiley. Those dudes you got to be able to replace. But I think with the, if we keep talking about the depth that Jed Fish has uh, uh, the je- depth that Jed Fish has gotten here at the U of A has been has been second uh, has been you know next to uh, next to none. I mean it's it's really impressive what he's been able to do. And I look for a loaded twenty twenty four team. I think Arizona is going to go into the year probably preseason top ten, and if they're not, it's going to be around twelve to thirteen. That's how good this Wildcats team is. And again, it's for a variety of the reasons that we put out there. There are no weaknesses. Not only are there no weaknesses, you have playmakers at pretty much every position. And again, that's just, you know, that's a tip of the cap to what Jed Fish did. Um, Again, got the Alamo Bowl most likely coming up, and we will start previewing that once we know officially what it's going to be. But then again, 2024, that is going to, I think that can be a real home run season for Arizona football. There's a lot to like about all of that. But as always, uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about coaches' contracts, all of that. And then of uh, uh, Friday, we're going to talk a little bit Arizona basketball. We've got a lot to get to. But as always, uh, appreciate you guys making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow. Bear down, back the A, and go Cats.